that's but like I'm quite excited about this one, weirdly enough. <laughs> Strangely, so am I. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> if if the camera could pan down any further, you'd you'd see my chubby. Hello and welcome to Marvelling Marvel. There's no way I'm going to go roll with that one. Hello and welcome to Marvelling Marvel. We're here with another top five list, and we're branching away from Marvel because you like the Nolan one so much. And we're doing something that Terry's very excited about. So I think I'm going to hand to you, Terry, and you're going to tell us exactly what it is. Oh, by the way, joining us we have Steve. Steve, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, looking forward to this one. And mm. obviously, I've just mentioned Terry's here. So Terry, what are we doing Hello. this week? We are here to talk about the one, the only, the man, mountain, the heartthrob, the acting <laughs> titan that is Keanu Reeves. Yeah. A um, man who is very close to my heart we're and doing, other things. We're doing a top five Keanu films that aren't John Wick, Matrix or Bill and Ted. But we will give them time at the end because basically we figured our top, my top five would basically be an amalgamation of John Wick, Matrix, and Bill and Ted films. So, if I, if if it was those, and that takes nothing away from the five that I'm about to talk about because I love these films. But yeah, so yeah. Who, so who wants to start? Who wants to kick us off? Oh, I think we're doing our five to ones, are we? Five to ones, yeah. If you think five to one, you you get the most enthusiastic, Steve. <laughs> 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 do you know? Do you know what's really funny is. I was doing a bit of research the other day, and Terry, what I'm about to say is probably really going to annoy you, but I, I haven't seen that many Keanu Reeves films, <laughs> and I realised that once that aren't John Wick, The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so I, um, so my my list would probably be completely different to yours. I know, I think we might have a couple in there that are the same, but I really struggled to do a top five mm. to the point that. I don't actually have a number five. Okay. Um, which, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put uh, Constantine in there only because I know I liked it, but I haven't seen it for fucking ages. Mm. And I didn't get a chance to, like these like, last few days, I've literally been smashing out some Keanu films. Annoyingly, the ones I've already seen, I should have really watched ones I haven't seen. Terry's but... been smashing out <laughs> two Keanu films. It's a bit different, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah. For some time. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I won't say much in it, but I'll say Constantine for number five. Um, uh, I literally, I'm not going to lie, I can't remember much about the film. <laughs> I know I liked it. It's got Keanu um, Reeves in it. Yeah. But uh, sorry to disappoint you guys, but that is all I'm going to say on my number five. I'll speak more about number four. That's all good, my number... mate. Don't worry. Well, that's I should hope so. <laughs> say more man. than their title for the rest of them. <laughs> but yeah, my number five would be Constantine, but that's all I'm going to say because I genuinely can't remember the story. I know what it's about, but I can't remember anything about it. And I know I liked it, so I'll write that as number five. But I will speak more about the other ones. Okay, my number five. Yeah, sorry. Try to do, try on, do next. We'll, we'll we um, build up to Terry, who's the real Keanu. <laughs> yeah. Keanu head. I don't know whether that's a thing. I just made it up. Whatever. Keanu, uh, Keanu Madman. Keanu, Keanu Madman. Uh, my number five is *The Scanner Darkly*. I really like this film. Really like the art style. Uh, Richard Linklater's done some interesting films before, but combination of Richard Linklater, Philip K. Dick, and the cast just make a surprisingly witty at times film but it's incredibly odd 
Keanu in once again a post-apocalyptic future um or not future it's set seven years in the future isn't it it says um but i i really really like this film this film um like it's very striking it's the it's the one that stands out from probably all these other films because of the art style the um the cell shaded uh look of it um <clears throat> and it does a lot of things that films a lot of films particularly films like um uh synchronic has done recently um with the idea of like a variety of things that kind of open your mind up to to um things you don't necessarily want to see if that makes any sense i know that's kind of a weird idea for a genre but that's how i kind of look at this film i love this film uh it's in my top five so yeah scanner darkly terry I haven't seen that film for so long. That's one that I wanted to get a rewatch in, yeah. but just didn't get a chance. I, I, I I'm, I'm what also a great the same. cast it had. Yeah, I'm also the same. I haven't watched it recently, but I, I know enough about it to say that would be my top five. Um, and I, yeah, yeah, it's definitely my top five. So I'm gonna watch it again soon. I think. Yeah, I think that's on Disney Plus as well. Oh, is it? I think so. I might be right. I think, I think it's a Fox film. No, I yeah. think that might be Warner Brothers. Yeah. I've definitely seen it on something recently. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. What okay, so my number five. So I found it quite easy to pick my top five. Yeah. And then I've struggled all a bit like with Nolan la- last time. Yeah. I've got, I know they're my top five, but I not, I'm sure the order is probably going to change as I talk. Mm. Um, uh, so I'm going with number five as the day the earth stood still. So nice. it's obviously a remake from a classic. Got that film. I want to say sixties or seventies film. Yeah. Which is also a fucking brilliant film if you ever want to watch like an old black and white film. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a great film, and I just think it plays into everything that Keanu does well. Which, as I say, this comes from a place of love. I love Keanu Reeves, but he's not the most emotive actor. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think that cold, calculating alien. He just plays perfectly in this film. Yeah. So this is essentially this film. I mean, it's been updated from the original and it's now sort of about climate change and being a bit worthy, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, but he's like an alien who's been sent from another planet who they sort of almost like the sort of intergalactic police, so to speak. And he's come to give us our final warning or end us because it's not just humans that live on Earth. There's other things that live on Earth. And he's just very cold, very calculating does some amazing things, wears a suit, which Keanu looks amazing in a suit, but (laughs) I just think it's really well done. I think in general, I think it's a good film. It's directed by Scott Derrickson, who obviously did Doctor Strange, Deliver Us From Evil. I think he's got a very good, strong visual style when there is a lot of visual effects in this film. It does star a very irritating um, Jaden Smith as well, um, back in his younger days. But it does have Jennifer Connelly in it as well, so that that's something nice and John Cleese in a rare um, straight faced role as well as a scientist mm. who tries to help talk so Keanu plays Klatu trying to talk him round to like give us time we're, we're learning we realise you, you need to give us another chance to save it basically and sort of the whole film is about Keanu seeing that actually are we as bad as we look are we just destroying the planet are there good people here and ultimately like sort of him making that decision but yeah, I just think he, it was a role that he's just so great in because there's points where he's quite menacing and he, do, again, does that really well where he's just like, 
I'm going to do this unless you do like this is just what's going to happen like you're not going to be able to stop me but yeah I think it's a really great film and again I believe that is on Disney plus so fill your boots it is a great film and so I would recommend seeking out the original as well because I think that's a How many cracking piece of sci-fi it got slated didn't it Oh yeah, it did yeah. not do well, but I think that was because it was quite big budget. Mm. And I think, I mean, when was it out? Two thousand and eight, it came out. So mm. fuck me, it's like thirteen years old, and it was. It is kind of preachy, yeah, because it is about like we're fucking the planet, climate change, etc. And I think, like, I think there's has there been a film that's done really well that's quite heavily leaning on climate change and we're fucking the planet. I mean, I think people... um, the Nolan one we watched recently, Interstellar. But it 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 talks about the planet's fucked, but it doesn't necessarily say it's our fault, mm. and it's not. We need to change it. It's just we fuck the planet. We need to move on. Yeah. And I feel like when you think about probably the key movie going demographics are the USA that pumps smoke into the sky like there's no tomorrow, and China. Yeah. I don't think any film that is like we're bad, we need to change our ways is ever going to do that well. But yeah, probably doesn't get the budget. I think it's great. Yeah, fair enough. It's back to you, Steve. Number four. Have you got a four? I have got a four. <laughs> <laughs> this is why our lists are going to be so fucking different. <laughs> my number in the four. Clouds. <laughs> no, my number four is Toy Story Four. Yes. <laughs> Kaboom. <laughs> He's like, amazing huh, in it. Huh, yeah. Re- huh. One more. Huh. <laughs> I thought, like, I know it's obviously a voice role, but yeah. I mean, I love the Disney films anyway, you know that. But I thought it was absolutely hilarious in that. And it was almost like, I know he's done like the comedies, he's done like the Bill and Ted stuff. Mm. But I feel like, also, this is the funniest thing he's done, but it's definitely what made me laugh the most in terms of I wasn't expecting it from him. Um, like Bill and Ted, you kind of, even with a new one, you know what you're going to get with the Bill and Ted films. You're going to get Chief American Jim, I've done well. Keanu Reeves is amazing. Another, I can't remember the other guy's name actually in the film. Um, I his name, but Alex in this Steve film, Duff. that's it, that's the one, yeah. I just thought Toy Story 4 was absolutely fantastic. And it was something that we hadn't seen him do for a while. And that was do saying remotely quite funny because you think he's well known, as we know, for like the John Wick films where he's a very serious Sally, isn't he? He's very like, not much sense of humour. But like to go from that and then to do like Toy Story 4 as Duke Boom, I thought, you know, and I, do you know, I, I forgot about the film you just mentioned, Terry. I, I, probably, I probably would have put that in my top five in hindsight now, but I must have missed that when I was looking for IMDb. But yeah, Toy Story 4 for me, I mean, just to the, added the fact that it's Disney Pixar's great anyway, but I think he just, what he brought to that was, I, I dare I say, probably the funniest character in any of the Toy Story films by far in terms of humour and actually generally making me belly laugh which you guys know doesn't take much to make me laugh but it um, yeah so my number four is uh, uh, I, don't, I don't expect it to be on any of your list but it made mine so yeah number four for me Duke Kaboom from Toy Story 4 He's... it's made my notable <laughs> mentions but I yeah. do think uh... he's like perfectly cast <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure I remember reading that they approached him and they had like a plan and he got really into it and what they sort of spitballed and Duke Kaboom became a bigger character and did mm. more. Because there was lots of rumours, wasn't there? Because like, they announced he was in it, but didn't say. And there was loads of rumours that he was going to be a John Wick toy. Yeah. <laughs> which would have been fucking amazing. I'd love to have seen a video of him Wick. doing it. Yeah. Mm. yeah the love the video him. of him... Have you not seen it? It's on Instagram all the time. The bit, Literally that bit where you go, huh, huh, huh. 
And it's literally him <laughs> stood in front of the microphone, and he's doing the arm movements and oh, stuff. Oh, I have to just... watch that. Never seen yeah. it. I have to watch that. It's, he's... I think it's on like a compilation of different people doing Disney voices. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think one of cool. his qualities is that he's incredibly self-aware. Like he he knows what he can do and he knows what he can't do. Mm. And 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 I think when you look inwards like that and you're that aware of yourself and ego's kind of left a long time ago, then I think that you can just take the piss out of yourself as much as you like doing yeah, the little monologue like that, about yeah. the boy. Yeah. But I think oh. as a result, he 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 can do funny in mm. the same way that Statham can do funny. In the sense that sometimes they just don't take themselves too seriously. Like, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Statham's always kind of tongue in cheek, isn't he? So, yeah. add that to the list, by the way. Statham films. Mm. We'll do that. I watched do Snatch again stuff. recently. Oh, oh, it's great. Such a good film. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my next one. I need to actually look at my list. Oh no, I remember this one. This is a, a bit of a surprise. Point Break, number four. Oh. I don't love Point Break as much as I can see you, Terry. I don't love Point Break <laughs> as much as other people love Point Break, but I do think it's a really, really good film. And the one thing I will always say about Point Break is the reason that it comes across as cliched now is because everyone has taken from Point Break at one point or another. It is a really good film. He's really good in it. Um, and it kind of launched so many different films because Point Break was there to say, this is okay that you can do a film like this. Uh, even something like Hot Fuzz, obviously, re- regularly, like every five <laughs> minutes references Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is a brilliant film. Um, I just happen to love the three films ahead of this one more. It's probably the best film he's done, I would say, but might not be. it's not my favourite film, if that makes any sense. So yeah, no, Point Break's at number four. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. I'd imagine we probably might <laughs> mention it. Yes. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, Terry. Right. So my number four. Yeah. I'm just looking at my top five and seeing if I need to mix it up again. <laughs> no, I'm going to stick with what I've got written on the page. Uh, a very different Keanu film, uh, yeah. The Devil's Advocate. So this is one where he actually acts. Yeah. It's not just him running around shooting people, shouting, "I am an FBI agent." Yeah. Um, and there's quite cool story to this. So he was signed up for it like off the back of Point Break and stuff like that, and he had X amount of salary, and they were struggling for the Al Pacino character. Keanu reduced his salary so they could bump up Pacino's salary because he knew the film would be better if Al Pacino was in it, which again feeds into the thing, like you said, Dan, that he's self-aware. He mm. realises that lots of other people will be like, no, 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 they're going to come and watch it for me. Yeah. I'm Keanu Reeves. Whereas he was like, fuck me, I could, we could have Al Pacino in the film. And he can shout, she got an ass, a great ass. <laughs> Did he, uh, what, what, what was, uh, he doesn't shout so much in this film, does he, to be fair, Al Pacino? No, he plays it quite subtle considering yeah. he's essentially playing the devil. Yeah. Um, and you thought that towards, would be an opportunity to like just. There's a bit towards the end where he goes for it. Yeah. But no, I think it's it's a film where he acts. He puts on an accent that he keeps up. He like, plays a southern man in it. Mm. Um, and I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. It was one where where we sort of talked about maybe we'll do a Keanu one. Mm. And it was on Sky Movies. And I think I started watching it about 10 o'clock and it's two and a half hours long. I was like, I'll get it started and I can watch it. And I watched it the whole way through. Because yeah. it's just really gripping, really compelling. Um, Charlie's Ferron, I always forget she's in it. Yeah. But she's fantastic in it as his partner. So, I mean, essentially, he is a lawyer who is, he's never lost a case. And mm. we start with him 
winning a case that he knows he shouldn't win. He knows that his he's basically defending a paedophile mm-hmm. and he knows that he's done it, but his record means all to him. That gets him get his foot in the door of this big New York firm, which is led by Al Pacino. And it's it's sort of like the seduction of New York, the seduction of the money. He gets this big house or this big apartment, sorry. Lots of women looking at him, all these fancy suits. And it's just, yeah, like his seduction and like Pacino trying to drag him over to the dark side, literally. But I just think it's really well done. I think it's quite... It's quite um, scary without being overtly horror. Yeah. There's lots of, particularly Charlize Theron, which I'm not quite sure why the whole thing seems to be to make her go crazy and mm. I guess to separate them, but she has a lot of sort of um, visions and sees people as demons and stuff, which I think the whole point is meant to be that the law firm is entirely demonic. Mm. Um, but no, I just think it's a really, really great film. He's really good in it. He actually like acts well against Pacino as well. Um, so Charlie Fronz in it. Uh, Connie Nielsen, who's obviously quite well known. This was her first English language film. Yeah. I read from the thingies, really, but yeah, she mm. literally she barely spoke English. Um, but yeah, I, and again, as like I said, the main thing is I just think it's a different it's a different Keanu film. It's not him running around sh- shooting people. I don't think he holds a gun at any point. Mm. It's just. A really not, and I really not, and I love a courtroom film as well. So there's quite a lot of courtroom bits in it. So yeah, for me, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, it's a great film. Number four, really, really good. Mm. Back to you, Steve. <clears throat> number three, mine. Number three is Devil's Advocate. Funny nice. enough, <clears throat> um, and Terry does hold a gun. He shoots him at the end, doesn't he? He takes he the gun off him. of he takes the gun off of the guy he's defending. Oh yeah, murder. he shoots himself, doesn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I pretty much agree with that Terry said it. He, proper acting. It wasn't really all actiony what you kind of come to expect to a certain point. Uh, I watched this the other day for the first time in a while. And little fact, this was the first ever Keanu Reeves film I ever watched. If I remember rightly, I remember watching it when I was about 12, 13 mm. and being shitting myself. What's the 18? Your parents should be arrested. <laughs> I actually watched it at my friend Carl's house. Um, he, had no, he had an older brother who had it on videotape. Um and if you were 12, yeah. there's boobs in it as well. So that would yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, quite a lot of boobs as well, actually. Um, yeah, like you, when I watched it the other day, I mean, I, I remember watching it a couple of about two, three years ago, but I always forget certain characters that are in it. And I think I forgot they're in it, or I forgot this part of the film, or blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I thought Keanu Reeves was brilliant in that film. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit. It's a bit weird. I think the best way to describe it is weird. Um, especially like the bit when um, Charlie Swan's character keeps seeing like you know, when that girl's getting changed and mm. she can see the faces and the bodies morphing around and stuff. It's just so like, it's fucked up. But yeah, it's a very, very good film. Avicino's great in it. Um, and yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, Charlie Swan was fucking hot in it as well. She really was. And that whole, but the one scene I forgot about is the scene where He's having sex with her, but then it keeps bouncing between her and Colin Nielsen. Yeah. That that was like almost like I can imagine. I'm gonna say like a white fucking pervert. Johnny <laughs> Reese had the best time <laughs> doing that scene. Yeah. Imagine he probably, like... <laughs> he probably sort of thought to himself a few times, I'm getting paid to do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, great film. I think in terms of probably like serious acting, it's probably the best one he's probably done in terms of but like I said, a lot of it's not been a lot of action stuff, but I think for this one, yeah, really good. That's that's why it's made my, that's why it's number three for me. Nice. 
Uh, my number three is The Replacements. Like, I couldn't not put the American football film in this. I, I love American football, and it's loosely based on the uh, the players' strike in the mid-'80s, um, where Washington went on to win a Super Bowl, I seem to remember. Anyway, whatever. So it's loosely based on that, but it's got a decent cast. You've got Gene Hackman as a head coach. It is um, Keanu Reeves playing the the all-American quarterback, like, who's down on his luck, backpacking, kind of uh, based loosely... I'm guessing it's loosely based on... No, Kurt Warner would have been after this, so ignore that. But it's 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 the kind of, like, rags-to-riches kind of story of the guy that, that, that no one says he's got a chance and then goes and, and goes and does it. But to the backdrop of an actual player's strike where they're going up against the players who are trying to demand better pay and better contracts essentially um it's really good uh it's got orlando jones in as well who i will watch in pretty much every film thanks to evolution which is a shite film that <laughs> i absolutely <laughs> love i will I watch that film, that film yeah, i will watch that film if it's on telly i'll just sit and watch the film like it is so bad but it's so good they kill aliens with fucking head and shoulders but um <laughs> it's <laughs> He's he's, he's in it as well cinema. as as the like uh, charismatic wide receiver. Um, it's just really good. It's just a, it's a it's a great sports film, and it's got John Madden in. So I had to put the American football film in because if I didn't put the American football film in, then I'd probably I don't know get my card revoked or something. I'm pretty certain <laughs> that's how it works. You'd have to resign from the gridiron. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't not have that in. But yeah, it is a genuinely fun film with uh, it's, a, it's a great sports film and i love sports films so, so yeah. yeah as i was saying to dan earlier this is a film that i can't remember watching <clears throat> i'm sure i have but it doesn't jump out at me so i'm definitely going to have to seek it out and get it watched again yeah definitely worth it really liked it uh, terry yeah i'm just looking now it's top three time it's squeaky bum time and it's just <laughs> like oh yeah. This is genuinely heartbreakingly harrowing. Um, I'm going to throw in Point Break. Ooh, wow. Yeah, the, my top three. Of, I mean, I think I'm going to change what I've written down for my mm. one and two. But yeah, I'll go Point Break now. So obviously Dan's already mentioned it. No, mm. yeah, Dan's mentioned it already. Um, I think it's it's an archetype film. I think it is the genre-defining film of the genre Obviously, Fast and the Furious, which we'll be talking about in a few weeks, is basically Point Break, but with cars instead of 100% surfing agree. and skydiving. With Paul Walker as a very poor man to Keanu Reeves, and a Vin Diesel as an even poorer man to Patrick Swayze. Um, <laughs> but we'll get on to that another time. Did you see the um, uh, video I put up of um, of when I it says uh, when I change my tires? whenever i change my tires and it's someone uh, who's put their backdrop as like a scene from fast and furious and her putting herself in the scene from fast and furious <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh i had not no yeah. um but yeah no, i just think it's a great film i think keanu leans into his sort of handsomeness and his cockiness obviously in this he plays an ex like an injured quarterback essentially he played mm. college ball and ended up becoming a cop as instead You've got Gary Boosie as the crazy. I mean, he's not playing the himself. He's the partner, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But I just think very rarely does Keanu sort of lead into what people expect of him. And I think this is the one time where he did it, mm. did it to great effect. And then was like, well, that's it. Move on. Because apparently there was talk of a sequel for many moons and he was offered, him and Patrick were offered vast amounts of money and they both went, no, like that film was perfect. Mm. And the one thing that gets overlooked a lot with Point Break, directed by a woman as well, which certainly when you think back to 1991, there weren't a lot of women knocking out films, let alone amazing actor films. And obviously Catherine Bigelow did go on to become the first woman to win a Best Director Oscar. I don't for, think um, she gets enough credit. The Hurt Locker. Mm. No, she really doesn't. Yeah. Because yeah, Hurt Locker's good. Zero yeah. Dark Thirty is amazing. Um, she did a shit film with Ralph Fiennes. It's actually really good. I can't remember the name of it. But no, I just think this film is... The dialogue is dreadful, but beautiful at the same time. Mm. What Johnny Utah, what a fucking name. It's an amazing name, <laughs> yeah. But it's just oh but we've already talked about the firing into the sky rather than firing at Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Um but yeah, I just think everything about it, the sort of the jeopardy of it, the skydiving I think's done really well because me and Steve briefly touched upon the fact that obviously point break has been remade. Mm. Um and it's fucking awful. It's not good. Um, I haven't really, watched it. So. They've really upped the adrenaline junkie. So it's like they're doing the squirrel jumping rather than just skydiving. Yeah. They're driving motorbikes up ridges. And it's just like, oh, it just loses all the sort of... Yeah, yeah point break, Keanu, amazing. Briefly, while we're on Catherine Bigelow, Near Dark, another one that's worth a watch by that Catherine Bigelow. That's the one, yeah, the vampire one. Fucking brilliant, yeah. But yeah. Really, really She's good. She's made a lot of very good films. She has, yeah. Uh, Steve? <clears throat> okay, my number two yeah. is Jack Traven from Speed. Um, Pop quiz, Hutchup. <laughs> I just love this film. I think yeah. Speed is it's just such an easy watch film. Like You can... It is one of those sort of films you can whack on in the background and reference to it at any time and know exactly where you are. But at the same time, you can. I sat and watched it on Thursday, I think, mm. and I was just literally just gripped to it the whole time. Like even though I've seen it so many times, there's always it's still kind of those sort of things that oh, they're going to get off the bus, they're going to get off the bus. But obviously, <laughs> you know, and um, I can't sit down, Dennis. ladies, sit down. <laughs> yeah. um, that is Dennis Hopper, isn't it? Who plays mm. the villain. Yeah. yeah, I think he's fantastic. I think he is so perfect for that type of villain um yeah. so i think i was on the trivial said that they wanted someone who was just a man who snapped around a bad day or something along them lines and i think how he played that was just great um i always forget that uh, jeff daniels gets blown up yeah i always oh. I always forget that always he, every time i watch it twitter did um a um your favorite scene with the character with them when they know they're going to die and like so many of them with Jeff Daniels. Oh, yeah, his yeah. look, where it's just like, <laughs> yeah. you could just say there's a sort of, fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, that, that, that's, uh, I, I like um, how they added the extra suspense for the train at the end with, you yeah. know, the handcuffs and the pole and a you know, little cheesy kind of like, uh, what's it? He says that blade ships don't really work on whatever it is. And then he goes, oh, I have to base it on sex then or something like that. And I look, yeah. proper cheesy kind of 90s, isn't it? Uh, action slash ending mm. in a rom-com but uh, yeah for me I think, yeah, it's a good film yeah, I watch it uh, probably at least every sort of couple of months and yeah so for me that was always going to be quite high up just for just the, maybe for the nostalgia factor of it as well mm. I just genuinely enjoy watching the film 
It's so yeah, about to get the 4K treatment as well. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Speed's my number two as well. So yeah, I I, I love Speed. I uh, it recently came up on the podcast that it was one of the films that I could barely remember. But I remember when I was like a teenager thinking, this is one of my favourite ever films. And then apparently I just didn't watch it until after the podcast and I rewatched it and it is just fucking brilliant. It is, as you say, you described it perfectly. It's an easy watch. Like, you know how it's all going to end. You know what's going to happen at every point pretty much throughout that film. And yet you're still kind of on your on the edge of your seat. It, it's a pretty silly concept really when you think about it a bus that it's can't the go. highest of yeah. high concepts yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and it's amazing there's any scenery left around dennis hopper like the amount <laughs> of even in his own thumb yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, my it's, money yeah. <laughs> it is incredible he is the most over-the-top bad guy and i love it and just the idea that they they had this amazing idea for a film and they sat down and they what should we do for a sequel a boat yeah like still just blows my mind Keanu saw Keanu saw better though didn't he (laughs) (laughs) no thank you very much I'll go make something good what's the most boring form of transport we could possibly put a bomb on a boat Let's, let's do that. I mean, even the Father Ted episode's better than Speed 2. 100% agree. Ted, yeah. you forgot your brick. Yeah. <laughs> Can we not take away from the fact as well, just the name of Speed 2 as well? Cruise, cruise, cruise is it, it's just, it's like, fuck off. <laughs> but that doesn't even make any sense because cruise control is something you get. I know, I understand they're on a cruise, but cruise control you get on a car. So, like, yeah. oh, no, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, that film. Oh. And we've already mentioned a poor man, but Jason Patrick is an incredibly poor man, Charlie Reed. <laughs> he, he really is, yeah. Bless him. Although... They literally won't like... Right, who could we get? Let's let's squint at some pictures and see who looks like Keanu if we squint. <laughs> that man's got the job. Does he play the same character? I can't remember. No, he's yeah. a different character. Cool. Because they say like that they split up because it was all based on the adrenaline and she just wants a normal yeah. boyfriend. That's why she's annoyed that this happens. Yeah. <laughs> More so than it actually happening. So another relationship down the drain. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you got number two, Terry. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there's two. I'm being pulled in two ways. One for amount of times watched, the sort of place it has in my heart, and another mm. one for I think I probably like it better as a film. Mm. So I'm going to go down what I think is the better film. So my number two is also Speed. Mm. So for me, neither of you mentioned it, but Sandra fucking Bullock is also in Speed. Yes. And she's yeah. Speed was my sexual awakening in two ways. Keanu <laughs> and Sandra. I'm, I'm clear you never watched Gladiator. Just Gladiators, sorry. <laughs> so, um, I mean, Jet was also good, obviously. I was about to say, Jet. Um, yeah, yeah, Jet. Yeah. Everyone loved Jet. Um, so this is one of those ones where I had an uncle who had it on video and mm. pretty much every time i saw him i'd either be giving him it back or taking it again <laughs> <laughs> to the point where i think he bought me one because he never had his own copy mm. but like you said it's just one of those shows you could just throw on what gem loves it as well you can just throw it i always forget about the whole elevator thing at the beginning yeah you remember the bus and mm. i have to possibly another reason why i put it to i don't like the train bit i it, think it felt like they had a bit of extra budget yeah, it felt like they had a bit yeah. of extra budget where they went, we're probably missing 10 minutes of footage in. Just like, because it's just the same thing. I mean, I like the whole fight on the bus and stuff, don't get me wrong. Mm. But when it's like, 
we'll speed up, we'll jimmy the track. It's like, no, that, mm. that was just... For me, it ends when they slide out from under the bus mm. on that plank of wood, spin round, and then embrace <laughs> each other. Then Miles Bennett Dyson comes over and Jack goes, this is Annie. That That's where speed ends for me. Although I would love the fact, obviously, they let the bus go mm. and it hits that plane. If only that plane had been like, Full of thousands of people, like that's voiding the entire <laughs> content of the film. You killed more people. It, by... just, <laughs> yeah. it just seems so silly that they decide to just let it do that, yeah. Rather than like, rather than saying, right, we'll quickly get off and we'll take our foot off the gas, so it just slowly like speed it up as much as possible is probably a better way yeah. to do it, and then let it drop down. Now we'll let it fly off all over the shop, driving around an airport on its own. But uh, I think, as I say, I think it's just so ridiculous, yeah, but so brilliant. The whole shoot the hostage thing where he shoots Jeff Daniels in the leg, I think it's a brilliant <laughs> thing at the beginning. Um, but yeah, this is I think this is where like the Keanu that we sort of know and love now was born, like the the action man. Mm. Yeah. Jumping on and as well, shout out to I, don't, I can't remember the character's name. I don't know the actor's name, but the whoa shit guy. <laughs> the guy whose car he steals. <laughs> oh, he's fantastic. That little, that little bit where it's just like um Dave said, well, that's some nice driving, man. And he's just like, are you insured? Yeah. No! <laughs> and he's like, take the phone, take the phone. And then as he's driving, whoa, shit. Whoa, shit. Whoa, shit. And he hits those water barrels. Absolutely uh, perfect. Should have been best supporting actor at the Oscars. I, I, I don't mean to, to, to stick on something, but why not do the sequel on a plane? <laughs> like, that's way more exciting. Yeah. There's there's so many different ways you could have gone. Mm. It didn't need to be another thing, but yeah, oh. and even just like um, the bus driver as well. They said no bus stop, Annie. Just <laughs> every little bit. I just think like, yeah, Dennis Hopper is amazing. Mm. His whole little bit repartee. I just think yeah, Jeff Daniels. Bearing in mind that he made this the same year that he made Dumb and Dumber. Mm. <laughs> very different roles. Yeah. Very different perspectives on life. But no, I just think. It's a film that at any point if someone said, should we watch Speed? I would be, yes, please. Yeah. And it was also um, the second ever DVD I ever purchased. Ah. The first Ooh. one was from Hell. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember what my first one was. I think it was Almost Famous. I might be wrong. But yeah. Steve, number one. Number one. My, well, my number one's Point Break. Nice. This was... This was going to be number three on my list if we included the three other franchises, we say. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is Again, this is very similar to how I describe speed. So if I'm in the mood for watching a film where I do yeah, fancy to watch something decent, it's Point Break. Mm. It's one of those sort of films. I, for me personally, think it's Patrick Swayze's best film he's ever done. Like fuck Ghost and fuck Dirty Dancing and all the other ones he's done. Roadhouse? I think Roadhouse, dude. Yeah. Oh shit! I've got like Roadhouse. <laughs> Every time I watch this film, I always think Gary Busey has something to do with it. The 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 um the, the prison and uh, no, sorry the bank robberies because there's, there's a bit of be awesome to get him a hot dog and then obviously like coincidentally they turn the up meatball sub the meatball sub that's it sorry the yeah. meatball sub and I think to myself every time I watch it, I was thinking to myself uh, but I know obviously he's not but. Uh, this obviously just before he went all fucking mental and whatever I mean whatever he is now but yeah Point Break for me is great I think great film you know like I said yeah it's referenced so much in other stuff um, 
a pioneer in certain ways in terms of certain film filmmaking. But yeah, I think for me, it's just yeah, a great film. Not not great to watch. I watched it a few weeks ago when I was when I was working, and I, I you're, I'm always so gripped to it. Even mm. though you know what's coming, you're watching mm. it. And you're, you're, you're like, well, I'll do a bit of work whilst I'm watching. It. You find yourself not looking at your computer screen. You're looking at the, you know, t- tapping away. But yeah, for me, number one it's point. So well, made. so well made. So well made. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you've got the Johnny Utah. What a name. That is, like yeah. you said, Terry. I am an FBI <laughs> agent. <laughs> so my number one is Constantine. Uh, I fucking love this film. It gets a load of shit. And I don't give a shit. I love Constantine. May I interject at that yeah. point, yeah. Dan? Constantine is my number one. Fucking thing. A. Yeah. Like, so people don't <laughs> like it because he's not blonde. That that I genuinely yeah. think that's the reason people don't like that film. That's it because he's not the Republic and he's yeah. not blonde. I before the film, I heard of the character but knew nothing of him. So Same. I think I enjoy it because I'm just removed from the the fandom, so to speak. Yeah. I I I mean I think it's great. I think the cast is brilliant. I think. He plays the role really well. Like whether that's how John Constantine is meant to act, it doesn't really matter. He fits the film really, really well as this kind of creepy, like slightly outside of reality kind of guy who sees things that other people can't see, who has a ton of problems, um, and he just plays it really well. He plays like a private detective, basically. And um, Rachel Weisz is in it, and she's brilliant in it as well. It has one of the best portrayals of the devil I've seen as well. It, Pete Stormare's... Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's, he is the devil, isn't he? He's not, I always get confused. He's devil, yeah, no, he is it? the devil because, yeah. yeah, he is at the end, isn't it? He tricks him into coming. Yeah. Because he's, like, barefoot with tar on his feet yeah. and stuff. Just the look of him, the way he talks. Yeah. Yeah. It is a really, really good film. I, I This is... It, outside of the three franchises we, we said we weren't going to include, this is definitely my favourite Keanu film. And I understand it's probably not the most worthy film, but I really, really like it. So, No, it's one of, it's again, it's one of those films that you forget how good it is. Yeah. I've got it on Blu-ray, <laughs> and I think a little while ago, I was just like, oh, I might watch Constantine. And it, like Steve said with Point Break, you can't not watch it. You can't yeah. be tapping away. It's one of those films where, my full attention is fully given. And every fucking time it makes me jump mm. when the guy holding the spear gets hit by the car. I, even yes. when I'm sat there going, he's about to get hit by the car and then he gets hit by the fucking car. It's just so brutal the way they do it. Yeah. But I just think, the because I'm, although I'm in no way religious, I'm fascinated by angels, demons and religion, yeah. especially in films and like the imagery. And I think, I think the portrayal of hell in this film is really good as well. The sort of, Alter- it's almost like an alternate dimension rather than hell where it's yeah. just everything's the same but a bit burny um <laughs> and i think when he goes through to hell i think it's amazing all the sort of the supernatural underworld with dimon honsu as the mm. sort of he's like the almost like the king of the underworld yeah on earth and i think tilda swinton is fucking phenomenal with gabriel as well i forgot about that yeah yeah, yeah, no, she. I, was, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, she is brilliant. Because obviously they make Gabriel a sort of grey character yeah. in this rather than the sort of angelic sort of <clears throat> that you'd expect. But I just think, like I said, everything about it, I think the demons look great. Mm. It doesn't take itself too seriously. And I think like the sort of 
there's a couple of exorcisms and stuff that I think are done really well. And the fight he has with that the guy in the suit, um, where the, he sort of throws holy water over him and yeah. he gets all scorched up on one side of his face. Is that the Gavin Rossdale yeah. one? That's in, the one, yeah, Bush, Gavin yeah. Rossdale. But I just think, because like you said, it's almost like a detective thing. Yeah. It isn't just a superhero. It is him finding out what's going on. And I mean, I'm not so keen on the really sort of uplifting ending which mm. that it sort of gives itself. Um, especially, have you seen, you're aware of the post credit scene as well? I don't think I've, no. So obviously Shia LaBeouf, before he was Shia oh, LaBeouf yeah. is in it as Chaz, he dies and the post credit scene is Keanu visiting his grave mm. and as he walks away we see him appear with wings and fly off into the air. I didn't I haven't seen that. I've completely missed that. That's there. And obviously he gives up smoking as well, yeah. which pissed off a lot of people because John Constantine smokes, that's like his thing. Whereas he ends the film chewing nicotine gum. So, so I, um, I, I, I do get why people don't like it in the same way that I'm not keen on the Stallone Dread film. Like it does a lot yeah. of things that you're you're sitting there going, that's not Judge Dread, and it's the same reason. I, there's a lot of Batman properties I'm not a fan of because characters do things that I don't think those characters would do in the comics. So I understand it. However, as a complete hypocritical bastard, I don't really care <laughs> because I really <laughs> fucking like this film. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, That's it. I, like I say, if if I was a big John Constantine fan, I'm sure yeah. I'd probably have issues with it. But I'm not a John Constantine fan. Exactly. I'm a fucking Keanu fan who yeah. likes films, and this is a fucking belter on both accounts. I agree. Yeah, it, it does does a lot well this film, like in general. I think. Yeah, all rounder. But yeah, so Constantine number one for us. Const, uh, point break number two, number one for you, Steve. Excellent. <laughs> Which where, where do we want to go next? Do we want to do honourable mentions next, or do we want to do? Um... I feel like it makes sense to end on our yeah top three of the others so notable mentions so just let me get up imdb so i can read his entire back catalog okay yeah I need, I need that <laughs> as well. <laughs> while while you're doing that we do have some other people have sent some lists in uh theon miller says he's got his top five as speed point break constantine the devil's advocate and toy story 4 theon miller yeah theon approves theon miller wow i haven't heard from him for ages is he a, is he a friend hey, of yours then he used to work, if it's the Theon I'm thinking of, he used to work at HMV. Ah, very possible, yeah. yeah. Um, where's the other lists? Um, uh, Bass Verbeek says uh, number five, Chain Reaction. Number four, A Scanner Darkly. Number three is Speed. Number two is Devil's Advocate, and number one is The Replacements. He's also an NFL fan as well. It's worth mentioning. Um, yeah, Chain Reaction's good, and that's on Disney Plus if you haven't seen it. I'll give that a watch because I haven't seen it. So. I haven't seen that. Uh, Alex he Harris. plays a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> and, and, and I don't. I'm not saying that in the way when, like, yeah. I sort of say Jessica Alba's a scientist <laughs> in Fantastic Four. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like an engineer more than a scientist, but yeah, it's good. Uh, Alex Ailes says uh, The Lake House is number five number four is Thumbsucker number three is Devil's Advocate number two is Scanner Darkly and number one is Constantine Constantine getting yeah, a lot of love The Lake House would definitely be on uh, my wife's top five. Oh, really I've, I've never seen it yeah. so I, I, I don't know it's the big it was <clears throat> billed as the big reunion because it's got Sandra in it as well that's right yeah it's, 
as it is an out and out slushy rom com, mm. it's bearable from he's my point of view. He's done a couple of, of them, hasn't he? Though, so yeah, he sort of flitted between it. I think mm. it was one of those things of he probably got a lot of money for the rom coms, and then he could do something else. Speaking of money for rom coms, did you see Matthew McConaughey did an interview, and I just saw like a little snippet of it on um, Instagram. And he was talking about there became a point in his career where he realised that he was the rom-com guy who took his shirt off. Yeah. And he didn't want to be that anymore. So he said to his agent, had a conversation like, just say no. Like, I don't mm. want to do them. And apparently he didn't work for like 20 months or something like that. But he said that they came in, like this script came in. They said, we'll give you 8 million to do it. He read it. No, it's just a rom-com. I take my shirt off. I don't want to do it. He said, And then they came back 10 million. No, no, not interested. They came back with 12 million. I thought a bit about it. I said, no. <laughs> then they came back with 14 and a half million. And I reread the script and it was the same script. But trust me when I say it, it read a lot better when I was <laughs> offering me 14 and a half million pounds. <laughs> and, he's like, and I said, no again. And then the guy said, did they make that film? And he went, you know what? They actually never made that film. Oh, bloody hell. But yeah, so I think Keanu sort of deliberately <laughs> flicked between and then because yeah, I think it's if you look on um, McConaughey's IMDb, mm. he makes Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, and it's like two years till he makes another film. He so did. He, he did feel like he um, disappeared for a bit, didn't it? Yeah, and then he came back as like an actual actor. Which, mm. to be fair, if you watch like those rom like Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, I don't think it's a dreadful rom com. Mm. I think it's actually fairly enjoyable. But yeah, he suddenly realised that yeah, and obviously now Oscar winner, etc. Yeah. Um. So other mentions, Adam Lewis says, Day the Earth is Still. I can't tell whether he's joking or not. I think he might be. I don't think he liked that film very much. Best not things. be. Um, <laughs> Simon from the Gridiron Gentleman podcast says, oh, actually, like a film, I actually like a film he was in because uh, usually he, he watches our list <laughs> and goes, no, no clue what any of those are. Young Blood from 1986. <laughs> so yeah, there's that one. Um, Dan... Uh, says not me obviously uh, other dan says point break and coppola's dracula and that's it so far so what else have we got then so my, my honorables mm. uh the gift yeah which was a sam raimi film where again he plays a very he almost plays a villain in that one yeah, where he's, he's, like sort of, it, yeah. he's an abusive husband he's really good in that uh chain reaction which has been mentioned Bram Stoker's Dracula, I think. Obviously, but take away the accent. He, he can't do an English accent. Yeah. Um, a film <clears> that <throat> possibly might have made my top five if he was in it more, but he's very much a supporting actor, is Something's Got to Give, which is a rom-com with Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like a that. great film. Yeah. Absolutely great film. It's not even one of those rom-coms where I'm like, I'll watch, if Jem's picking a film, oh, I'll pick that because I would watch something's got to give on my own i think it's a charming romance obviously they're elderly where jack nicholson sort of off his tits on drugs in the hospital is amazing and keanu's just this really nice sort of like young guy coming through i think he's great in that 47 ronin mm-hmm. absolutely tanked but it is a brilliant sort of lord of the ringsy style samurai film because like people turn into dragons and stuff like that but it's batshit mm. and it's very enjoyable um Toy Story 4 I've got on my list, Steve. Yeah. It is good. Mm. And then another one, which very small part, but it is absolutely scene-stealing, where he plays Keanu Reeves in Always Be My Baby. 
the the rom-com on Netflix where he plays a very, very, very over-the-top version of himself and it is fucking brilliant. It's on Instagram all the time, which is like him walking through with the glasses and all the different theme tunes. But there's a particular scene where they go to this fancy restaurant and like the thing is that you hear what you're eating. So he's eating a steak and you've got headphones on and you can hear a cow mooing. <laughs> and he's like eating it going, <laughs> but carries on eating it. He's crying, but yeah, he just plays such a ridiculous version of himself. And again, shows that he just doesn't take himself seriously and he's prepared to do anything. But yeah, they're my, my notables. Cool. Um, I've got Dracula as well. But like a lot of the ones that you've already mentioned, to be fair, Johnny Mnemonic i've got as well it's a terrible film but i haven't seen that for so long i, I was i wanted to watch it in the run-up but i don't own it and it's not on anything i didn't not love it the gift is really good as well but as you see he plays an evil fucker in that one something's got to give is great um and then the other one that that stood out for me and this is really silly is uh the movie keanu <laughs> where he plays the voice of keanu <laughs> And if you don't know who Keanu is, Keanu is a cat. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I love that film. I love everything Key and Peele do. So, uh, and more recently, everything Jordan Peele's done as well. Um, I've not seen that either. So. It's really good. It's so silly. Uh, I bought it on the ba- on the front, on the back of... That's a really weird sentence. I bought it because the front cover made me laugh with uh, a cat with a gold chain and a little vest and a little uh, bandana on. And I was like, I've got to watch that film now. So <laughs> it's called Keanu. The cat's called Keanu, and that made me laugh. Uh, the Neon Demon. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten he was in that. Yeah, like, once again, not the biggest role, but it's it's good. Uh, Toy Story 4, like, yeah, I didn't mention it on my list. I, I, I see here I've got an opportunity to say Cyberpunk 2077, but the film, the game's not good. So, um, is he good in the game though? It, it, yeah. <coughs> kind of feels like he phones it in a bit. So, yeah. Um, other than that, I think that's about it. A much to do about nothing. I saw it at the cinema. I remember that much. But, um, yeah. No, oh, else, Dracula. Steve? Dracula. How have I not mentioned Dracula? He's, yeah, he as you say. Yeah. I did mention Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was meant to stay over the camera there. Steve. <laughs> To be honest, with her, I mean, I haven't really got that many honourable mentions. Yeah, I mean, Santa's got to give her. I, I forgot about that film, but yeah, I do really enjoy that. Mm. Um, yeah, other than that, really, I haven't got any more to mention, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's kind of where I lie on that one. I, I mean, I can only apologise to Terry. I genuinely thought oh, I'd we seen more friends. Keanu. I know, I know. And you, I think you're going to pay me back with a Denzel one, but um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I. I genuinely thought I'd seen more Keanu Reeves films. I'm not going to lie, but I actually... But I suppose, like I said, you take away his three main franchises. That's not a film. Yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, it's, uh, maybe I'm just a uh, you know, Keanu slut for, you know, popular films. Maybe I don't <clears throat> delve into his more, you know, other ones. But yeah, I've got nothing else to add. Cool. Right then. You're just like a fan of a band who's only got the greatest hits but hasn't got the actual albums. Oh, it's like uh, when um, <laughs> I know I know you love him, but when Will Smith says in "I Am Legend," he get, when he's asked what his favorite album is and it's it's "Legend" by Bob Marley, I'm like, your greatest, your favorite albums are fucking best of Will. Really, really, is that where we're at here? They will never be surpassed then by Alan Partridge. What's yeah. your favorite Beatles? I was probably the. 
best of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one one last honourable mention that I totally forgot about the Rush Rush video by Paula Abdul that he is in. I've well, never heard. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's that's Yonk Sold, is it? Yeah, uh, nineteen ninety one. Um, but it's not quite uh, the opposites of track video with the animated cat by Paula Abdul. That's worth the watch. That's fucking batshit crazy. Cat trying to hit on Paula Abdul. Um, <laughs> anyway, top three of the franchises then next, right? You wanted to do that? Yeah. Okay. This was tough. I've, I haven't even... I'm, I'm free-balling it. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going free-ball on this one. Let's start with you again, Steve. Have you got a number three? <laughs> oh, well, I should have. <laughs> yeah, so number three, I'll, I'll go for Neo. Um, I, I just generally prefer the other two franchises a lot more. I like the Matrix films. Um, they they definitely get worse as they go on. The first one's great. The second one is watchable. The third one, I think I've only ever seen like twice. Um, it's, you think having Keanu, it would be a bit more... But as we've learned, I haven't seen many Keanu Reeves films. It's probably no surprise I've only seen that one twice. But yeah, I'm going to go for now. I think I remember when I first, when I first watched The Matrix with my dad, and I had no, no idea what the hell was going on. Hmm. Like, and then obviously you got older, you actually understand films a bit better. Um, but I mean, they, they hold up. They're solid films. I don't actually own them on Blu-ray, actually. I learned that the other week. Um, I did look on Amazon. They're like 35 quid, and I was like, mm, maybe not. But, uh, we'll, uh, talk, we'll talk discussed. afterwards, Steve. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So my number three would be Neo. I'm not going to say too much on it because it's been a while since so I've seen the films. But um, yeah, Neo for me. That's bad, isn't it? My number three is The Matrix as well. Like, just that. Are we doing characters? Or are we doing films? We're doing the franchises. franchises. Oh yeah, easily the Matrix. Then it's, it's the only one where I I don't I only like one of the films. So, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's the same for me. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think if it was doing it on films, Matrix could possibly be number one. Yeah, okay. but <clears throat> based on the rest of it, I mean, I've said many many times. For me, the first Matrix was the first time I saw a film and thought, "Fuck me, this is what a film can do. This mm. is, it can take you somewhere else. It can show you something." I saw it at the cinema with my dad. My dad still claims not to have a clue what's going on. <laughs> um, some what twenty two years later, I think it came out in nineteen ninety nine. Mm. Um, it's the first film I always put on when I get a new Blu ray player or a new TV. It's a good one like for the, that. Yeah, the hallway scene I think is fucking phenomenal. Because the one thing as well that really disappointed me if we're talking about the franchise, it sort of left guns behind after this one well, which useless. i get neo yeah. yeah i get that neo became but he could still use guns because other people weren't as fast as him other people could still use guns but it just became a kung fu film which the kung fu is amazing don't get me wrong but it felt like it became a different thing as after it, the first as one. soon as you get to the second film everyone's invincible and you know that there aren't really any stakes like yeah. you're watching these fights mm. and they're like these mean absolutely nothing to me whereas in the first one you're genuinely concerned about the agents chasing them it's like you yeah. spend the whole anytime you see an agent you're like oh shit they need to get out of there like um i mean when it gets to the second one and there's 50 of him beating up on an agent it's like i'm kind of outside of the um the highway scene which is fucking brilliant like the, uh, that yeah. is really really good but, but but once it kind of loses loses its threat really 
and then yeah. and it lacks Joey Pantoliano off. after the first one as well. And he is brilliant in that first one as yeah. well. Yeah, he's great at cipher. As you said, you said you said in one of the earlier episodes, an underrated actor. He really is. Yeah, when we were talking about Memento on yeah. Nolan, yeah, he's just yeah. comes in, smashes it out of the park, and you don't really think about it. But then you're watching the film, and you're just like, he's great in the film. But yeah, I just think the first one just setting up the whole thing of what the Matrix is. That is mm. just so mind blowing, and the bits where like they. <gasps> I know Kung Fu. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, I just think it's a phenomenal film, but yeah, I just think it lost its way. I'm not sure how I feel about four that they're currently making, especially as Keanu's in it and Carrie Ann Moss is in it. Mm. Obviously, Carrie Ann Moss died. Yeah. <laughs> and Neo died, although he died in the Matrix, because I always assumed that he'd come back as like a computer program. Yeah. But it seems like it's almost like a remake. So, like see, he's been he's been seen completely shaved headed again, like hmm. he did when he came out of the Matrix. So I don't know if he's meant to be like a reincarnation because obviously he Neo was meant to be a reincarnation as well, wasn't he? So whether it's a reincarnation of the reincarnation, I don't know. I think the only way you do it is just set it in the same universe with different characters. But I think that's yeah. the way to do it. Like you, you've set up this this incredibly deep universe with this amazing lore. So so just do something different with it. But yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you. It's a bit of a weird one. I'll watch it, of course. Yeah. But oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, because it'll be going on HBO Max because it's meant to be out this year. Oh, is it really? That that soon? Yeah. Cool. Steve, number two franchise then. Uh, number Rock two for plays. me. <laughs> I'm gonna go for John Wick. Mm. I think um, I love the John Wick films. I think they're great. I think they're silly, but they're great. But they're it's, it's hard to explain, but like, you know what you're going to get with the John Wick films. It's just mm. him beating the shit out of everyone, you know. And they get gruesome and gruesome as they go on. And um, I think as a character, it's great. I think he plays it so well, so deadpan. Like you know, he, everything's for the right, almost for the right intentions. But he's almost so he's always really, really emotionless when he does what he does. Mm. Um, but yeah, for me, John Wick. They're just again. I've said it about a couple of his films. Just, you can just watch them over and over again and not get bored. Yeah. Um, and I remember, um, I remember we did that podcast over the Christmas a few years ago. Mm. I think Terry went into it and he described it. Keanu Reeves with a horse in New York. And every time I see that, I just think of Terry saying that. And you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next of the new one. I've got under nine DBO. The partner John Wick Five has announced as well. Yeah, yeah. They, they announced series. four and five and a continental TV series, which Keanu has said he will be in to sort of set oh, it up. But I read yeah. a thing. Apparently, there's a thought process that the John Wick films are the five stages of grief, yeah. and that's why there's five John Wick films. Okay, supposedly. That wasn't like an official thing by anyone inv involved in the film, but it yeah. was something I saw and I was like, that's quite interesting. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Decent. My number two franchise is Bill and Ted. Um, I love Bill and Ted. Uh, <laughs> I think Bogus Journey was one of the first films I saw at the cinema. I might be wrong. Oh, um, I'm, uh, maybe it's the first film I saw at the cinema without my parents. I can't remember. It is so good. Excellent adventure is brilliant. Um, they're so likable in in the films as well. Like they're complete idiots, and if you actually knew them, you, they'd find them incredibly frustrating. But like from a distance, they're incredibly likable. They don't. They're never really trying to do anyone any wrong. 
Like they're only just trying to be nice guys. They're just idiots that want to play guitar for the for a living. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's there's something quite endearing about that. That they they've never got any issues with anyone. The the the, the some of the people. It's how blasé they are by picking up some of like the key characters through history because they have no idea who they are basically, <laughs> and it is just brilliant. Like when they pick up so Socrates. Great. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Napoleon as well. Uh, in Napoleon in the um, the ice cream, uh, uh, oh, the water park, restaurant. yeah, the water park <laughs> as well. It's just brilliant. Uh, Miss of Arc as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's brilliant and then bogus journey it just that film i was obsessed with that film for so long um i i, I mean partially because i loved the the kiss song from it like at the time um the evil robots as well like it just went really Call them weird. by their name the evil robot asses the evil robot asses <laughs> yeah sorry yeah um it just went crazy station as well the death and like the amount of times, any time, any time anyone mentions battleship, I will always say, "Ah, you've sunk my battleship." Um, so, like <laughs> the, the games they play, Death at, oh, I love that. And I've got a small confession to make, which is I still haven't seen the latest one. Oh, I know that's worse than Steve not having a number five. I know, I know. I'll I'll watch it and get back to you guys. But yeah, well, Teneki did have a number five, then I just didn't. Yeah remember it or know much about it or <laughs> but it got a mention but, it was, but you made up for it it's both your number one so it kind of balances it out there you go yeah yeah there we are and i'm gonna watch it this week <laughs> but yeah uh, bill and ted are excellent not bogus yeah yeah oh, my number two yeah oh it's like picking your favorite child i mean i've only got one so it's quite easy actually <laughs> i've um... only got one this hard <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess at the same time, they're your worst child as well at the same time, <laughs> aren't they? Um, oh, I think I'm going to have to side with Steve and go mm. John Wick. Mm. I think more because of the place that Bill and Ted holds in my heart. Yeah. More than anything else. I think John the John Wick films are probably better made. They probably have a better storyline, better production value. Um. But yeah, I'm talking about John Wick now, not Bill and Ted. Uh, yeah, so John Wick, I think the first film I think is a phenomenal it was made as a direct DVD film mm. and they suddenly realized that actually this might be quite good. So they popped it on at cinema because it was one, whereas nowadays, mostly we get films at the same time as America. They got it about a year before us and I was chomping at the fucking bit to see it because I'd heard so many good things about it. And I went to see it at the cinema, the first one. And I think I was one of about five people in the cinema. Whereas if you then flash forward to when we all went to see John Wick three at the cinema mm. and it was fucking a packed house. I was there for Keanu when no one else was, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but I just think, like Steve said, they don't take themselves seriously, but they just go for it. I love, as you get into it, where they build out the universe of the Continental and mm. the Hitman, so like the second one where you've got the blood pact and like the Continentals all over the world, you find out it's like a global thing. And then in the third one where Keanu's like basically being, like he's got Ofsted round from this, like checking what's gone on um and yeah him riding a horse you know i just remember as well the third one in the cinema where like they have that fight and they have that fight in like a fucking hatchet factory or a hatchet museum and like ancient and he's like building a gun as he's fighting someone to like shoot him in the face and he's got like the knife by the eye and everyone's like oh yeah he's gonna knock it off and no he just goes 
and stabs him clean <laughs> through the eye with a knife. And it's just, oh, like he cuts off his own finger. Because mm-hmm. that's where they say with the five levels of grief, the third one is acceptance. Mm. And that this one is sort of him accepting who he is and what he is. Um, I was a little bit underwhelmed in the third one with who like the head of it all was. And it was just like that guy who's from a lot of other films. I was expecting it to be some proper old, almost like Sean Connery type. Yeah. Whereas it was actually quite a young, young man. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, the kill count is absolutely sensational. Um, and obviously in the first one, I think the first one I prefer the most because like this, he's the boogeyman mm. and just everyone's just like, it's John Wick. Because it's like, um, what is it? John Luguiziamo punches yeah. the kid in the face. My dad will find out about this. He'll understand. And he yeah. rings him. I hear you hit my son. You stole John Wick's car. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes and punches his son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just like the whole conversations between them where it's just like, come on, John, please don't kill all my men. <laughs> please yeah. don't kill all my yes. men. Just, let's just, could we just come to an agreement where we just move on? Um. And the one thing I always forget, and when we rewatched it, I mentioned it's just how fucking heartbreaking it is when the dog dies. Yeah, mm. yeah, they, they do genuinely. You're genuinely you are heartbreaking. Like, yeah. you're like fucking don't kill them, John. Because it's like you hear it's yeah. almost off screen the yeah. dog getting kicked, yeah. and then it's just you cut to the morning after, and you see that the dog's crawled its way yeah. over to die at his. Oh fuck me! Um, saw his wife die, and I can get over that. The fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um. No, I think the John. I'm really excited about four. I'm really mm. excited about five. I'm excited about a a series exploring the universe, not necessarily with John Wick, but obviously he said he will be in it. But because I love Lance, um, mm. is it Lance Henriksen, the guy from no. The Wire? Yeah, he's, no, Lance Henriksen's uh, Bishop from Aliens. But yeah, the, Lance um, Reddick is that Lance, Lance Reddick? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, I love him as the the concierge, especially in yeah. the second one where he's looking after the dog. He was a very good boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's brilliant. And he's great in the wire as well. Oh, and again, talking wire. about chewing the scenery, fucking yeah. Ian McShane having a lovely time as Winston. Well that's Jonathan. apparently the Continental's <laughs> gonna focus on um how Winston became Winston. Oh, is it? So, well, so will it be him cost. or will it be like a young man playing a young Winston? It's gonna be about a lo- a young antiques collector um <laughs> uh, in, in the UK <laughs> and how he became the head of uh a uh that's the a, one thing uh, that's like hotel for assassins yeah but like really there from the end yes. of the third one is like that betrayal by winston mm. like was it a betrayal was winston just out for himself or is there a sort of plan in winston's mind as to like what's going to go on there mm. but yeah john yeah, wick great. brilliant cool number one then for you steve i'm, I'm guessing john wick mm, absolutely <laughs> be surprised if <laughs> <laughs> not John Wick yeah, yeah, it's, said. it's Bill and Ted yeah. Yeah. yeah I know I yeah. thought you were being oh, yeah, no so I was no, just being an fine. idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's Bill and Ted for me if I I don't know well, after all these years if someone if someone says to me Keanu Reeves the first character I think of or the first person I think of is Bill and Ted um, obviously I'm not as, as emotionally involved as what Terry is with, uh, with the Keanu stuff but I, yeah I just love the film I think yeah the third one is just as good like it's it's um so me and Terry when I saw was it last year it came out when Terry when I saw it yeah um and I, I went into it not knowing like oh is it one of those sort of ones where they're going to bring it back and it's going to almost tarnish the series but I actually think it polished it off quite nice actually and I thought the the one who played their kids I thought they were brilliant I thought uh, his daughter was going to annoy me at the start but actually when you actually go back and rewatch the original Bill and Ted the first Bill and Ted sorry she was 
almost perfect in how she portrayed his child. Um, they still had that kind of goofiness, and it was after seeing <clears throat> Keanu being in like the John Wick films, all these more mature films, to see him go back to that, I think it was great as well. And the other, the other, the other guy again, I can never Alex, Alex, Alex Winters, yeah, 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 I can never remember his name. He even he done quite a good job, to be fair. I think uh, they yeah, stepped um, back into those roles so mm. brilliantly. Yeah, and it was uh, yeah. Didn't really go. They brought back obviously some characters from the, the the first two, and yeah, I just I'd say I just enjoy the 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 three films. I've watched them quite a few times now um, on Blu-ray and stuff, and they just get funnier and funnier every time. I still think yeah, the first one's the best one. Mm. I think for me personally, I think it's the it's the classic, and I think it's been out for so so many years now, and it still holds up. And there was still a, almost a demand for a third one after the X amount of years it's been between the the second and the third one. Yeah, so if, yeah, my top uh, three would definitely be Bill and Ted, that franchise. Yeah, definitely. Makes sense. Mm. I mean, my number one's John Wick. I, I love this franchise so much. I, You're right, the first one is the legend of John Wick that kind of gets you when they're telling the stories. Killed someone with a fucking Baba pencil. Baba Yaga. Yeah, the Baba Yaga, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And it's, and it's, it's the look of, like, horror on like everyone's face when they find out what Alfie Allen's done like and it's like that you have you have no idea how much you fucked up like this is this is some next level fuck it, screwing the pooch no pun intended um, kind of um, of, of fuck, fucking this situation up and like he then goes through the first one he goes through the second one as well someone betrays him again which is a really bad idea um, and we that's when the world starts to expand we find out that everyone in at least in new york is an assassin um so so like literally everyone is apparently but you don't mind it's it's you, you can kind of get caught up in the world and then the third one's got some of the best action scenes as well because they, they still obviously start to figure out what this franchise can be so like it's got some of the most inventive action scenes as you say with the vintage weapons shot where he's trying to put the gun together while beating the shit out of someone but also the fight with the guys with the armor, where the bullets won't pierce. So he's he's got to run around and try and find inventive ways of killing them because the bullet's not going to get through the armor. Really, really good. And then twist at the end where Winston kills him as well. Well, Winston tries to kill him. But uh, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Just I love I love John Wick. Um, I could watch those films over and over again. So yeah, there's a really funny line. Is it the third one where Winston says it's X amount of People versus John Wick. I'd yeah. say the odds are about even. Yeah. But every time I <laughs> every time I hear that, it does crack me up. To be fair. Oh, he's so cool. I love. I it. can't remember the exact line, but so it's something along them lines. Mm. Yeah, because in the second one, is it as well when he's about to get excommunicado? Yeah. It's like, tell them, Winston, all of them that come, I'll kill them. Yeah. And you believe him? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, and Halle Berry in the third one's pleasant. Oh well. yeah, she's really cool. Yeah, no, that, that was a nice surprise. And then yeah. um, Robson and Jerome. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, so I was about to say Jerome. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's Bill and Ted for me. Again, it's it's more the place in my heart. So, I mean, you mentioned about Bogus Journey. I can remember again watching Bogus Journey on repeat. Yeah, having the posters all over my wall. The good, just wanting to have a good robot me. 
even though they looked fucking shit. (laughs) Where they do that, and just knock the heads off. And yeah, the Kiss song, God Gave Rock and Roll, just perfect. Um, I mean, when Theatrical Cut, we did our top 10 comfort films, Bogus Journey was my number one. Yeah. And a bit like we mentioned with Speed, this is a film where I can just throw it on and it just soothes me. I can probably recite it line for line. Going to hell, going to heaven... Melvin in death. Yeah. <laughs> just when they take over his dad as well and the seance at Missy and the, the whole thing of Missy where every 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 film she's with someone different. Um, I mean, not to spoil it for you, Dan, but she's got someone different in Face the Music I have as no well. doubt, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Face the Music, mm. as Steve said, I was a little bit... It's been a long time mm. and there'd been lots of rumours of, oh yeah, they're working on it and basically Keanu and Alex had always said like, if you can get a script that works, we're there, that like, we want to do it. Um, and it's just so good. Yeah. Like, it really feeds in. And in this film, we hear the song mm. and they manage to pull it off without disappointing you of like, that's the song that saves the universe. Yeah, It's actually a song where you can get why it saves the universe and why yeah. it does what it does and why they're so important. Has a nice little nod to George Carlin as well, which is done nicely without being horrendous. Yeah, um, It does have the princesses recast again. So in every film, the princesses are played by different women. <laughs> ah. um, but yeah, there's lots of different bills and Ted's in it as well, which I really like the sort of seeing different where they call it. They call themselves dicks. <laughs> You're so, that, that, that version of me is such a dick. <laughs> it's, just, it's just magic. And it does have a little cameo from Dave Grohl as well, which if, if there was a Venn diagram of Terry and what would make my perfect film, <laughs> the only thing missing was the Natalie Portman circle. <laughs> um, but no, it's just, it's a great film. The soundtracks are both brilliant. Mm. They're just, like you said, they're they're naive, but in a really nice way. Like I said, they're not out to hurt anyone. Yeah. The first film, they're just out to pass the history test so that they don't get split up and sent to military school. The second one, they just don't want to die, <laughs> which is a fair enough thing, yeah. I think. <laughs> um, and then the third one, yeah, it's the, the impending doom of the planet that is pushing them on. And even like this bogus journey, it's fucking ridiculous. But the whole bit, we're like, well, when we win, we're going to go back in time and we're going to put a cage and we're going to catch you. Well, then I'm going to go back and get a key. And I'm going to get a gun. (laughs) And it's just layering and layering. It's just so stupid. But even like, I think you got it as well, haven't you, Steve? Like the fancy Blu-ray of Excellent Adventure. Watching all of the extras, just like the affection that everyone has for it. So, like, you've got, obviously got the two writers of the same guys who were like basically the original Bill and Ted. And Alex Winter and Keanu, they just... Because, like, like, Keanu is, like, this big star. He could have made this film and then gone, yeah, but mm. I'm not going to do anything for it. Like, I'm busy. But he did loads of stuff, did lots of interviews for it. He's done lots of little extras. And it's just, like... And it's just really weird. Alex Winter called him Reeves as well, which I just thought was quite... <laughs> so, yeah, me and Reeves... <laughs> and I, it was genuinely they both got the part because they just got on really well hmm. in the excellent adventure they were casting all these different people and like one minute you'd be ted and you'd be bill and then you'd go with that and they got the job because in between takes the two of them would always be together sat chatting to each other and sort of acting like bill and ted but being themselves and that's what got them the parts not the auditions they were doing which is kind of strange but yeah for me 
it would always be Bill and Ted, unless John Wick four and five are fucking phenomenal. But I can't see them. <laughs> can't see him pushing Bill and Ted out. I hope they don't make another Bill and Ted because I think this one does end it so perfectly. Mm. But if they watch it, I'll be the first one in the fucking queue. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. That's same, it. Dan. You haven't watched this one? No. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, there won't be a fucking global pandemic when the next one comes out. Um, so, <laughs> so let's let's wrap this up then. I've been looking at the um, dates. I think next week, Fast and Furious. I think whether it's next Sunday or Monday, we do Fast and Furious. And then we do uh, Loki preview, what we're hoping for Loki as well. So next week, full rundown, nine to one. It's been nine, isn't there, including Hobbs and Shaw. Yes, Fast and Furious film movies. So yeah, if you want to get, get in to us, your rundown in order of the fast and furious films we want to know your least favorite to your favorite uh the main pod the latest one up is a news pod that went up today uh the next one going up i think we're going to be doing um our own version of the eurovisions from movies and it is songs that are performed by characters in films going up against each other so, for example, uh, Jay and Silent Bob, when they do uh, Jungle Love, that kind of thing. So cool. that's, that, I think, is what we're doing this week, but I'm not sure yet. It's not 100% certain. Anyway, if you want to contact us, hit us up on at TMTOOH on all the social medias uh, and come join our Discord. It's a lot of fun. We're having conversations about all kinds of stuff, mostly Invincible at the moment, weirdly enough. Uh, and I try and force a load of conversations about The Expanse. So, you know, that could be fun. Um, like real life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no different really. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, Terry. No worries. Thank you very much for. <laughs> thank you, Jim, for fixing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how I feel mm. about that. But okay. <laughs> um, and Steve, thanks, buddy. Cheers, mate. Thank Cheers. you. Uh, back next week with Fast and Furious rundown. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <clears throat> Bye. Nice. Yeah, I've just messaged Sonia about. Yeah, Fast and Furious. I'll crack on with them then this week. Yeah, yeah I well. think they're all on Sky at the moment, including Hobbs and Shaw. Nice. Oh, that means I've got to watch Tokyo Drift. Oh, worst film. That's ever. the one that I'm always like that, but it's not as bad as I remember. The only mm. the, the worst part of it is that there's a 40 year old that's meant to be at high school. <laughs> like Lucas yeah. Black has like. He looks old in that film, and he's like, I'm just going yeah. to high school. He played a high school student, I think, like 15 years before in in uh, Friday Night Lights. So, yeah. Magical. I forgot, I had a Keanu fact for Fast and the Furious that I forgot to throw in. Apparently, um, Hobbs and Shaw, mm. they were in talks at one point, so that obviously the voice at the end of the radio was going to have a person behind it, and at one point it was going to be Keanu. Yeah. Or I, they were talking to Keanu about it, but then they decided to leave it open. Yeah, I'd heard that. I think. Imagine yeah. Keanu rocking up in the fast films. Particularly Hobbs <clears> and <throat> Shaw as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've fallen well, down a wormhole. I'm looking through all the stills from uh, Ghostbusters 2 now for some reason. How did but, you get to that? Well, I wanted to see what came out first, whether it was Ghostbusters 2 or Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, because whichever one came out first was the, the first film I saw at the cinema properly. Uh, it was Ghostbusters oh, which one was it? Ghostbusters 2. Um, I really like Ghostbusters 2. 
I think Super Mario Brothers was the first film I can properly remember seeing at the cinema. I was. I uh, I didn't see that cinema. Well, no, 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 that's a lie. The first film I saw was Snow White, where they re-showed it mm. at the what is now the Full House. Oh, Before yeah. you could book tickets, you has to, you used to have to queue round for, and they'd walk round and go, "Stop! You're not getting in." <laughs> Back in the day, yeah. I went to see those films at the Odeon in St Albans before it was um, the Odyssey. Well, before it was a derelict building. Before it was a derelict Odyssey. building for forever, and then yeah, yeah. And before it was um, the Odyssey. Is that back open now as well? The I'm guessing so. It must be. I saw Home Alone there a couple of years ago. I saw uh, Mandy there. I didn't like Mandy. I did. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh. Or something we could have talked about on the podcast. I don't know if you guys have watched it, but I watched uh, Army of the Dead today. I was going to watch it, but I realised it was how long it was. I thought it was going to be another ninety minutes. But it's, like, it's like two and a half hours, isn't it? I've heard it good is, things yeah. about it though. <clears throat> I didn't like it. Didn't you? When you bear in mind that zombies are my favourite genre, yeah. my main issue is that there aren't really any zombies in this film. Oh, really? He's decided to have gradients of zombie, so you've got like an alpha zombie that can think. Mm and do and then you've got what they call shufflers and there's virtually no shufflers in it and shufflers are what you would call zombies it's just it's too long mm. it's got too many threads to it that don't need to be there there's yeah. a whole subplot with his daughter that just with batista's daughter that just does not need to be in there there's a whole strand with garrett dillahunt who i love garrett dillahunt mm. he has no business with his plot line in there mm. and the ending is fucking dreadful it looks good and the whole thing starts, so it's like an army caravan taking this package somewhere, and they're joking in the thing about, oh, what could be in it, what could be in it? And coming the other way is a newlywed Las Vegas honeymoon couple, and she starts sucking him off in the car, and he crashes into the convoy and causes the release of the zombie. Mm. So that's where Zack Snyder decided to go with his outbreak. Yeah, fair oh. enough. Um, and obviously it's a Zack Snyder film. There's a fair amount of slow-mo. But yeah. there's some good scenes in it. I think Dave Bautista is good in it, but yeah, it's just... I watched it and I felt like I was watching it. You know, you know sometimes, yeah. like we said about Devil's Advocate, two and a half hour film, but this was a two and a half hour film that felt like a two and a half hour film. Mm. That's what put really, me watching it. Yeah, it felt like a film where, obviously, <clears throat> and we've said this is a good thing that Netflix do, but... They've gone to Zack Schneider. Yeah, make your film. No one's looked at it. No one's gone, does that need to be in there? Mm. Or can we trim that a little bit? They've just gone, make the film you want to make. Although reading the trivia, he did delete a scene, which I didn't think Zack Snyder knew how to delete. Scene, but apparently, <laughs> Well, it's only so he can release the director's cut at some point. So, yeah. <laughs> well, apparently he said, because Netflix was so good, this is his director's cut. But he cut a scene where there was a male stripper zombie who had a massive penis with a bite out of it. And that was how he got turned. And apparently he thought that was too much. <laughs> wow. We found the limit then. <laughs> yeah. But he filmed it. He wrote it and he filmed it. It wasn't too much then. Um, but yeah, no, it's one of, I'd probably say if you like a zombie film, watch it. But I wouldn't be, it's not one of those, like we were talking about Knives Out, Steve, where I said, make sure mm. you just sit and watch it. I would say this one you could easily watch while you're working mm. without missing any bits. Because, 
that his daughter, um, Dave Batista's daughter, manages to tag along into this thing because it is literally just Las Vegas. They've stationed it off so that the zombies are only in Las Vegas. They're not like all over the world. Yeah. And she comes along and at one point she disappears and she ends up halfway across Las Vegas on her own with a Glock. But other people are getting wiped out left, right and centre. But she's, it's a bit like Carl in the uh, early series of The Walking Dead where he mm. seems to have a teleportation device because mm. he just gets places without anyone fucking realising how he's got there. Yeah, it's that, that that's a, a favourite of TV series, isn't it? When they, when they start yeah. doing that. Like, um, we... It, for me, it's lazy writing when they can't figure out how they're going to do something that all of a sudden people can teleport like from one place to another. Exactly, Mondo. Not a fan of it. Which that. also comes up in Hobbs and Shaw bringing it back round on itself because they globetrot quite quite a lot in that film without yeah, jet that's... lag or time seeming to play. It is a bit weird that they do just seem to, yeah. <laughs> they and probably just fly. Well. And by fly, I mean literally start hovering themselves and just like, like Omni Man. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I'd forgotten was that Ryan Reynolds is in it. Yeah, that was a yeah. nice little twist. I like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed that. Silly yeah, I've cameo. watched all of those, so that's good for me. I'll be, I'm prepped for that one. I just need to order them, which is tough because there's like a couple of good ones, and then the rest are very. Eh. There's a peak, as far as I'm concerned. There's yeah. a peak, and then like the, there's stuff before it that's not. Yeah, it's like car film, car like, film, yeah. way yeah, exactly, <laughs> and it only gets crazy from there as well. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. And then all the, the shenanigans with Vin and the rest of the cast and everything. Yeah. Hopefully he, he still likes John Cena by the end of this one. Yeah, well, apparently, I've, I'd forgotten, but apparently it was Hobbs and Shaw that caused the big rift between him and The Rock. Oh, really? Because he found out about Hobbs and Shaw, and that's when he then started cutting out The Rock scenes in Fast 8 or whatever it was. Why is he cutting anything out? He's not the director. He's a producer with a lot of clout. But yeah, he started like saying no, no, and apparently there was one day where he just didn't turn up to set, and that's when the Rock lost it. It's like you can have beef with me, but you're fucking up with everyone else here. Like I will always side with the Rock on this one. Yeah, same. Like <clears throat> I can't imagine. I can imagine. Hello. I can imagine Vin Diesel's um, not easy to work with. Oh, I bet he's a bell end. Yeah, I reckon he is. As he, he kind of an act driver. No, I've I said bet this he takes fucking ages. You can't act. I reckon he's one of those people who takes stuff so seriously, and he, he, like, he probably yeah. talks about the craft of his acting. But he actually, takes that like, franchise so fucking seriously. Considering and, he ditched it after the first yeah, one as well, and he's completely missing <laughs> the point of what people are enjoying about it. Mm. Mm. Some yeah. of, it's really weird because I've like been making notes as I've watched them, and pretty much everything I've written down is like, "This is ridiculous. This is stupid." But it's also the reasons that I like it. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's like on several occasions I've written this happened, they'd all be dead. Yeah. <laughs> this has happened, <laughs> he would be dead. Yeah. But, that, but that, it's just like that's sort of what you like—the fact that they have just gone balls to the wall with it. But I, I like that he keeps casting people to play like family members or people that he thinks he's like. So like he obviously cast the Rock because like he went, we need someone that's like equally as big and tough exactly, as I. Yeah, am. that's it. Yeah. As went, we need could, the rock. Someone who people could believe could go up against me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and and he's clearly gone. Well, what should we do next? Let's get John Cena as my brother. Like, it's utterly ridiculous. 
because all he's doing is casting people that make him look really small. Yeah, and then yes. gets uppity yeah. about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and not refu- and refusing to look in their eyes, like when they when they're acting, which is apparently like the biggest bullshit thing in the world. One of my favourite things um, that I've ever heard at a convention was uh, Mark Shepard, who's been in fucking everything. They asked him, and they they got from Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like uh, Firefly and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They are they, they just straight up asked him. They went, um, "Who's the uh, what actor that you've worked with? Have you got on with the least?" And it's the kind of thing that most actors go, well, you know, I, I get on with everyone. He went straight away, um, fucking whatever her name is, who plays Kath, uh, Janeway in Voyager. Like Captain Janeway. <laughs> he went, her, yeah. If she didn't like you, she wouldn't look in your eyes. She'd look just above your eyes if you were acting with them. So she was saying, it said that she was an absolute nightmare to work with, apparently. Like, I love the fact that he just answered it, though, like straight away. Ben oh, yeah, didn't no, let the guy that's... finish the sentence. So, yeah. I've been waiting for someone to ask yeah, this question. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is dossier of things she's done. <laughs> Slams it on the table. Uh, crack me right up, though. But um, oh, No, I that's... bet there's a lot of people that don't like Vin Diesel. I, I reckon so. Because the thing is, as well, with Fast now, he re- I think he's realised that that's all he's got. Because like, he tri- he's tried that, what, that mm. last Witchfinder, that flopped. Yeah. That Bloodshot, that's flopped. The only other thing he's semi-got is Riddick, which and I Groot. love the Riddick films. Yeah, I love the Riddick films as well. <laughs> Oh yeah, Groot. I forgot yeah. about Groot. But um, they're making another Riddick film, apparently. Oh, good. I'll watch it. I, I think they're enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get the feeling that he doesn't. He's he's completely unaware that he is basically Ross Kemp from Extras on those uh, <laughs> on those those films, in the sense that oh. everyone else is taking the piss out of him. And you think this film is John Cena is Vinnie Jones turning up to show him that he's not actually that hard? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, that would be amazing. It's just, ah, oh, he needs to... Unless he's in on the joke, which I don't think he is. Like, he, he takes it so seriously. It's like, dude, these are silly films. Every film has Ludacris saying something more and more ridiculous in, in nothing could be yeah. more ridiculous than the way he says vehicular mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They they I mean they're, they're yeah, they're they're insane films. And um they'll be in space soon. Yeah, I'm sure they will because I think they've got ten done, haven't they? Or ten yeah. written. Yeah. And that supposedly that's the end of it. But I imagine it will just be that we'll have obviously more Hobbs and Shaw. Probably end up with a Letty spin-off. Probably, and a... Um, I can't remember Ludacris's name. Yeah, Tej. And... Tej, uh, what's his Tej and Roman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do have Roman's great. Guys. Yeah, Roman is, is a great character. He's absolutely it. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get a spin... Oh, we'll get um, Han and... Um, Gal Gadot, maybe, if they can get her back. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, she's... <clears throat> dead as well isn't she yeah they don't stay dead for very long though do they they don't stay dead and they don't stay bad in the no. Fast and the Furious mm. universe they yeah. come back and they turn to the good side well the problem is they keep, they seem to keep bringing in really good actors to play villains and then, then want them back in the films then because they're really good actors that are playing villains so but you can have them back without make, I mean the biggest thing is with Stace with yeah. Shaw yeah, because he is a fucking absolute fucking cunt in seven. Yeah, 
Like it's not just mm. that he kills Han. He's he like blows up a hospital for fun. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a nice guy. And then he's like, oh, you're ex-Special Forces. Da, 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 da. We could be friends mm. now. It turns out you're all right, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with it, though, because I like his relationship with The Rock in that film. Yeah. Hobbs and Shaw is one of the better ones. Really yeah, I, I, I agree. It really is. But also one of the most ridiculous ones where the... <laughs> the Rock is literally holding a chain and a car and a helicopter on the other end of the chain. <laughs> I just think that's what's good about it, though. It, that one is that there's no Vin Diesel in it to take it take it too seriously. Like everyone is in wink, on the wink, joke. Nudge, nudge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even fucking Helen Mirren's in on the joke. So, like, yeah, you know, she's got to be in the next one. She actually like driving and doing something oh, stupid. Be so amazing. far, she's just been sat at the other side of a table. Yeah. Playing typical Cockney Peggy Mitchell, yeah, okay. yeah, the crazed mum essentially, yeah, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's good. Sonia's just replied. She says no, thank you. Well, she doesn't want to do it. No, she said you guys do it. I think my podcast days are behind me. Okay, cool. So fuck the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> No worries then. We'll do it. And... Ooh, and then you're not coming on Tuesday, are you, Dan? No. No, I, I, um, I don't really like the Conjuring films. I, I rewatched the first one the other day yeah. at work. And I started at 7am. It's not a 7am starting film. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I needed that early <clears throat> in the morning. Oh. I know a little bit about the real people and that uh, the, the, they're based on. What the, the Warrens? Yeah, they're kind of dicks. So, yeah. Well, of course they are. They're American. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the new one's an interesting story. So, mm. um, they've got like eight unlimited screenings. Though there's one for the father, which I want to go and see. One for that Mads Mikkelsen one that won foreign film Oscar. Mm. The last round is it? Yeah. It's like about drinking. That's got one. Um, I think. Quiet Place 2's got one as well. Quite fancy that. I don't know, though. The first one really irritated me. Oh, really? Yeah. You're in a world where you can't make noise, mm. so you go and live out in the middle of nowhere, and then there's a bit in the film where they go and talk it to each other, so they go to a waterfall so they can talk because no one can hear them. Live there! Fucking live there! I think, I mean, some of this stuff, Terry, you got to just, just watch the film. And, yeah. oh, God, what... <laughs> We need to be quiet. Let's have a baby. Yeah, that was no, a bad. That was a bad you idea. Fucking idiot. Yeah, maybe on the face next time. Just yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just yeah. Like, I think that's a very good idea. Yeah, that really irritated. Oh, and that um, weird-looking action film with um, Saul Goodman in it as well. It's got one. Yeah, that looks like um, like Taken, but with Saul Goodman. Yeah, Taken meets um, Falling Down. But yeah. yeah, that's on the 7th of June. Hmm. But no like big new releases announced yet, really. There's nothing really coming out, though, is there? Cruella's the next big one. Yeah. That's the end of May. And then it'll be Black Widow. Surprised that's not available to pre-book yet, to be honest hmm. with you. True. 
finally get to see that film. Yeah. Imagine if it turns out to be the first Marvel turkey. <laughs> all this build-up, all this weight. It won't, I'm sure, but... I would imagine it's the gateway to make um, What's-Her-Face Black Widow. Florence Pugh. Yeah. Would be my thinking. You'd imagine so. Mm. Or they bring ScarJo back, which I suppose is possible as well. But... I hope not. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it takes some impact away from one of the. She's got scenes. to stay dead. Yeah, Downey Junior's got to stay dead, and Cap's got to stay gone. Really, mm-hmm. I think, or at least old. Yeah. By all means, have him in the films as the old man, but don't bring him back as Prime Cap. Keep um, just keep doing this. Keep doing what they're doing. They're doing a great job. So, yeah, yeah, oh. they don't need us to tell them what to do. do they? Yeah, they, no, I think they got. I think they got a hand on it. Handle on it. They'll be all right. If they need advice, uh, they can they can hit me up if they like for the right price. I'm sure they're listen- I'm sure they're listening. Yeah, not to this obviously because it's not part of the pod. Nope. But... Yeah, I mean, I just hope not that they're not listening. <laughs> that would that would be uh, worrying. No, I wouldn't surprise me if Feige's got that. If, if anyone says Marvel within three feet of an iPhone, just something starts recording in uh, Feige's <laughs> office. Okay, well, if he is hearing this, Marvel Gambit movie. There you go. Make that happen. You already had your Gambit movie. It's called Wolverine Origins. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> I love Taylor Kitsch as well. I was so excited by that. Yeah, they, they didn't. It's like they just didn't even bother with the look or anything, did they? He was just a guy who threw cards. And when you look back at the cast, because when you initially thought, oh my God, what a cast, you got the little fella from uh, Lord of the Rings, you've got uh, the fella from Black Eyed Peas, you've got the fella from Friday yeah. Night Lights, you got. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, um, and uh, you've got uh, you've got Wolverine. What could go wrong? Oh, they could make a really boring film. Yeah, they did that just, didn't they? Mm. They could have Gambit in it for a total of five minutes, doing not looking like Gambit except the fact he's got a long coat. There's that, and you know, and he plays cards. Yeah. You'll get your film one day. Yeah, I hope they go back to uh, Channing Tatum for it. Yeah, I was that was one... knocking about for a long time. Yeah, I was it? the one person that was excited about Channing Tatum playing Gambit. And I'm I'm all for it. He's a bit stocky, isn't he? That's the only thing. Gambit's meant to be like slightly more athletic, but I I, I get the feeling he... Channing Tatum's a massive Gambit fan, so mm. I get I could see him slimming down a little bit for that. Doing some Jesse J dance moves. They still married? Yeah, that's a weird one. Isn't yeah. It? I know they got together, but yeah. I don't know if they got married or if they're still together. By the way, Andrew WK and Kat Dennings, cutest couple ever. Yeah, I know. That came out. Yeah, nowhere, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, it's all that either of them post on Instagram. Yeah. She went from never seeing, never having heard of the two of them together to they're engaged. Yeah, fair fucking but play, yeah. though. Yeah. To both of them, particularly oh. Andrew WK, to be fair. Yeah, he's done well there. Yep. Oh, and also, speaking of slimming down, have you seen Mark Wahlberg recently? No. He's got fat. Is he? Yeah, for a part, not in general, but he's is got the like part, a, he's uh, lost his... Wahlberg's season, whatever. <laughs> but no, like, he's lost his six pack and all the definition. He's got like a gut now. Yeah, he'll get about back in a week or something, won't he? Yeah, with all the royalties on, I'm sure he will. Yeah. He? <laughs> um,. Unfortunately, though, he can't act very well, so that that might be no. the, the problem there. So, whether he loses weight or or gains weight or slims down or, or fattens up or whatever, 
doesn't mean he can act, which is a problem. Because I recently rewatched um, The Happening because it was on Disney Plus. Oh, man, that film. Yeah. Where he plays a scientist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a maths teacher. Sorry, yeah. he's a maths teacher, isn't he? But he's but a yeah, maths that teacher that knows everything's going on, though, obviously, yeah. with the bees. Uh, what a film. Yeah, not a great film. Not one of his finest. I'm trying to think of a film he's been in that I liked. Ted. Ted's good. Um, Three Kings is quite good. Oh, Three Kings is really good, yeah. I like Four Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Four Brothers, four is, brothers is good as well. Departed yeah. as well. That, um, yeah, Oh, yeah, The Departed. Yeah, he's good in that as well. Just saying cunt every other word. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what's that one on the oil rig? That was quite good. Oh, yeah. Deepwater Horizon, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the true story about the oil tank, the oil rig blowing up. That no, apparently good. there's a load of films I like these in. <laughs> okay. yeah. The only one I don't like is the one where he's a bodybuilder, the Michael Bay one. Oh, Pain and Gain. Fuck me, that film's awful. Yeah. Consider as well that it's like Anthony Mackie in The Rock as well. Yeah. It's a dreadful film. And Rebel Wilson. Yeah, that was really strange, that film, wasn't it? Yeah. It was... Uh... Yeah, all the tools to be good. Well. Who, who am I supposed mm. to like in this film? I spent the whole film just going, <laughs> none of these cunts are likeable. <laughs> didn't, yeah, I didn't really enjoy it very much. Michael Bay hasn't made a film for a while. He's obviously with you having said he's oh, no, that he, pandemic. He made one, that didn't Sixth he? Underground, didn't he? Yeah. No, that got made, but he wasn't, he didn't direct it. He was oh. a producer, I think. It's on Amazon and apparently it's dreadful. Uh, he gave up on the Transformers films, didn't he? Yeah, he did the last one, the last night. Yeah, he made Six Underground, which was dreadful. And then he's got a film called Ambulance that's in post-production. About an exploding ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently he's taken over Robopocalypse from Steven Spielberg. I swear that was Steven Spielberg that was being mm. talked about for that. But yeah, that's him. Let's see what Ambulance is about. I'm sure you're right with your... <laughs> Two robbers steal an ambulance after their heist goes awry. <laughs> <laughs> God. I mean, it could have just been called Van, couldn't it? Oh, I mean, it's got a decent cast. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, Garrett Dillahunt, and Yahya Abdul Mateen II. Really? Would you imagine that at least two of those, that two of them are going to be the ones that are the the robbers? Yeah, that is a good cast. What are they doing in a Michael Bay film? Who knows? Probably about seven hours long as well. Yeah, he's another one that takes himself too seriously as well. Yeah, he really does. Because I was, I watched. Um, Oh, phone booth, yeah, with Colin Farrell, which yeah. is actually pretty good, better well, I than I remembered. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and in the trivia, it said that like it was shopped around a lot of people, and Michael Bay was in talks for a while. And his first question in a production meeting with other people was, "How can we get him out of the phone booth?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand the concept, Michael? Uh, that'd be like. Um... Was it buried the one with uh, Ryan Reynolds, where he's buried alive? Yeah. How can we get him out of this? Coffin? Yeah, how can we get him out of this to start with? <laughs> oh, that's a film I haven't watched in a long time. It's that a great film. Intense. Yeah. Absolutely intense. Well, apparently, that ambulance is a remake of another film called Ambulance, a Danish film, <laughs> which has nothing to do with the the plot of this one. <laughs> Just bought it for the title. No, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, apparently the Danish ones in real time. I'd imagine this one won't be. No, of course not. That would involve far too much effort. Yeah, he'd have to actually think about things like continuity and stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh. Is the ambulance a transformer? <laughs> oh, that, that's the post credits. Yeah. Turns out to be <laughs> Ironhide. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there you go. That's the answer. Right. I'm going to head Let's off. do one. Yeah. So Fast and the Furious, one to nine. Oh, yes. I might watch one tonight. I say Are that. Are we going to throw s- in any other like tops in there, like top three deaths, crashes? Yeah, let's do that. Let's throw in some other like um, fun bits in it as well, yeah. Stupid lines. Yep. <laughs> names as well, potentially. There's some silly yeah. names in these films. That there is. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'll, let's just throw them in the route, but I think like car crash and obviously if we wanted to be nerd we could have our top three cars i i i love cars right as i as i get older i begin to realize that i'm kind of into cars a bit but uh i wouldn't be able to name after the cars in those films i know one of them's an a um a super no a toyota supra nissan's knocking about yeah i need to get a micro in there for some realism isn't one of the uh, ones in Tokyo Drift like uh, one of the miniature Japanese cars the one that's done up to look yeah, like I think Hulk. one of them's got a shit one yeah yeah so yeah right yeah, and I was say I'm pretty sure they're all on Sky Movie so I'll give them a watch because that, that's how I watch them I've watched them all on my iPad while I've been working so it does move away the first one is like a point break rip off pretty much yeah it is point break with cars yeah, yeah. And then Point. two's where it goes off that because then it lets Paul Walker and thingy. We might have he's literally he's a cop, then he's not a cop, then he's a cop again, then he's not a cop. Yeah. He, he's all over the shop, Paul Walker. Um, maybe we'll do a combined list for this one. Might be yeah. fun to do a combined list, like the the definitive order of the Fast and Furious films. Saves us the replication that we keep having as well. Yeah, exactly. It? Yeah, this I think you can get away with doing combined list. So yeah, as long as everyone else is all right with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Works for me. Definitely. Right. Cool. cool. Peace out, brothers. Yeah. <clears throat> get on with the heel, Dan. I will do. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go tomorrow. Quite a bye. Bye bye. <laughs>